Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Thanks for joining us here on AutoLine Daily. While most of the northern hemisphere of planet Earth is frozen solid, we're here with the hottest news in the global automotive industry. And we start out today with a deep dive into hybrid sales in the U.S. market. This does not include plug-in hybrids or pure electrics. We'll get to those sales at a later time. But it does include the nine different automakers who sell hybrids in the American market. Total hybrid sales came to more than 489,000 units, up 13.3% from the year before. Since the overall car market grew 7.5% last year, that means hybrids are growing faster and picking up market share. Toyota with Lexus dominate the hybrid segment with almost 68% of the market. But that's actually down from the year before when Toyota had nearly 73% of the hybrid market. And it's easy to see why Toyota is losing share. Just look at Ford's and Lincoln's hybrid sales, which shot up 123% last year. And look who's number three on the list, Hyundai and Kia. As Spock would say, fascinating. General Motors rolled into fourth place, but its hybrid sales plummeted 26% last year. GM's entries include mostly mild hybrids, like on the Malibu. But apparently the public isn't as interested in mild hybrids, which deliver very mild fuel economy improvements, which would explain why sales plummeted. Honda and Acura trailed GM, which we didn't expect to see. And then the Volkswagen Group, which also includes Audi and Porsche, came in the sixth spot with hybrid sales up 204%. But its total sales are not very much and all that growth came from the hybrid version of the Jetta. Nissan and Infiniti also saw a big percentage increase, but their numbers are puny, barely 1,700 units. Only two other automakers sell hybrids in the American market. BMW saw its sales jump and so did Mercedes-Benz. But again, the numbers are minuscule. The German automakers do a much better job of selling diesels than they do selling hybrids. No doubt we'll see hybrid sales continue to grow. More and more models are coming to the market. And no doubt we're about to see other automakers, such as Subaru and Mazda, jump into the segment. It's no secret that some of today's infotainment systems are not all that they're cracked up to be. In its latest auto reliability survey, Consumer Reports found that in-car electronics generated more problems than any other area in a car with Cadillac, Ford, Honda, and Lincoln leading the way with problems. But in order to find out specific problems and overall satisfaction, Consumer Reports recontacted people that they had surveyed in the past. And they found that 60% of people had problems just trying to learn how to work the system, and an additional one-third experienced at least one system malfunction. But the age of those people plays a big role in how they deal with these systems, with nearly 70% of people 65 years and older having difficulty trying to learn the system. Only 37% of those between the ages of 18 and 44 had that problem. However, these brands are going to need to do a better job because 
only between 52 and 61 percent were highly satisfied with their car's infotainment system. Everyone knows that electric vehicles just cannot compete in driving range with today's fossil fuel burners, but what vehicle would be a fair comparison if you wanted to race a Tesla Model S from Michigan to New York? Well, that's exactly what the editors over at Car and Driver magazine were wondering, and they came up with the most famous model in history, the Ford Model T. The race started at the Piquette's plant in Detroit, where the Model T was designed, and it ended at Nikola Tesla's old laboratory on Long Island in New York. Both teams were allowed to pick their own route, with the Model S team choosing a path of a little over 680 miles that, of course, required a few charging stops along the way, while the Model T team chose a more surface street-friendly 765-mile route. And a little over 22 hours later, the Tesla Model S came in over an hour ahead of the Ford Model T. For all the details of the race, just check out the February 2014 issue of Car and Driver. Coming up next, let's go take an in-depth look at the new Nissan Rogue. That's coming up right after this. Proven on the track and on roads around the world. Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Nissan's coming out with a new version of the Rogue. And when I say new version, I mean completely redesigned. It's now based on what they call their common module family, a new system of architecture that they're jointly developing with Renault. And in every way, shape, and form, it is a better vehicle, but it needs to be. Believe it or not, the Rogue is now the second best-selling vehicle in Nissan's lineup in the American market. The core of the segment is, is, the, is the, you know, younger couples just starting couplehood, just starting familyhood. They're, they're growing, their careers are growing, um, but they're still really very active. Uh, so, you know, the, so the messaging there is this vehicle really meets every need. You know, you can go anywhere, anytime, anyplace. In this segment, what's really important is safety and security. And for that, we've introdu we're introducing a suite of new uh, confidence-inspiring driving technologies, uh, active ride control, active engine braking, and active trace control. And all these technologies are working in harmony with the, the VDC, so the braking as well as the CVT and throttle application to provide just the right amount of input to make the ride softer and smoother, to make the handling crisper and giving you a uh, higher sense of confidence as you're taking some corners that might be a little bit more difficult without the system. So giving you a smoother ride, a safer ride, and a more confident drive. With the 33 miles per gallon, again, which is class leading the segment, several things were done to the road. One of the really great stories is the uh, improved aerodynamics. The, the previous model had a uh, coefficient, coefficient of drag of 0.36. We've improved that by 10% down to 0.33 with a number of items, uh, everything from the standard roof spoiler to the side uh, hatch uh, spoilers, and even a Nissan First muffler spoiler that's helping to redirect the airflow, giving us that uh, 0.33 and that class leading 33 miles per gallon. Obviously, uh, you know, one of the things we're concentrating on is you know, consumers' dependence on their, their personal devices or their iPhones or their PDAs or whatever, um, trying to bring that into the car with, and also minimize the amount of distraction that those devices can cause if, if not used properly. So 
we're trying to find the right balance of giving consumers access to that information because they don't want to be disconnected, but we want to make sure they're really connected to the road and what they, you know, what they, they're driving uh, while they're behind the wheel. So they can leverage their uh, uh, smart devices to access their, their apps, um, Pandora, Facebook, uh, Google Send a Car, things like that. Uh, so we do have the interface there. Um, but it's also uh, being managed uh, in, a, in a very careful way to make sure that the focus stays on what the car's all about, which is driving. The new Rogue is substantially better than the old one in acceleration and braking and steering, ride and handling, in the quietness and the quality of the interior with its fuel efficiency. But it's also more expensive. But don't have a heart attack just yet because Nissan's going to keep the old Rogue in production for those of you who are a little bit more cost conscious. For AutoLine Daily, I'm John McElroy in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, it's just a little too early to tell how that Nissan Rogue is selling because Nissan is still getting its assembly line up to speed after it switched production from Japan to the United States. All next week, we'll be webcasting live from the Detroit Auto Show thanks to our signature sponsor, Chrysler, on January 13 and 14, both shows at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Then on Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be webcasting the second annual AutoLine Supplier Symposium, thanks to our signature sponsor, Ford. Those shows start at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at our website, AutoLine.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.